If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Guys, I am back from BlizzCon 2017. My voice is still jacked up from all the yelling and talking I did. This happens every year. <clears throat> Clearing up a little bit, but uh, so glad to be glad to be back in the studio and putting out proper video games daily shows. Uh, thanks for bearing with me over the last few days while I got that all worked out. BlizzCon 2017 happened, and I'm going to give you just the six biggest announcements. Okay, we're not going to spend all day on this. I have plenty of other podcasts and shows and video content that will explain all of it, all the uh, Blizzard stuff in, in detail. We'll be talking about it ad nauseum, but uh, we'll give you the quick overview here. All right. These are the big ones. Moria. Mor- Sorry. Moria. Is that how you say her name? Moria. Mor- Moya? Moira. Sorry. Moira. <laughs> uh, she's the brand new player coming to Overwatch. She's a, a support slash healer. She's described as a geneticist who works for Talon. Uh, she has a history with Reaper and his Blackwatch uh, organization. And uh, there's some cool story going on there. But basically, she's a healer. She's come, she's uh, kind of this weird combination of, I don't know, like Zenyatta and Mercy and uh, freaking, what's her, uh, uh, the other lady whose name is escaping me at the moment. But uh, she's seems pretty cool. She also looks like David Bowie, and that's fine. If you're a big David Bowie fan, boy, have I got some good news for you. That's that's a thing. Uh, the new Overwatch map is called Blizzard World, and it is a big-themed Blizzard-based world. It's like Disneyland with Blizzard stuff in it. You can get food at Snacks Ramus. You get the idea. Uh, world of Warcraft gets a major update and a vanilla server. They're going to do vanilla servers. They're calling them World of Warcraft Classic. A lot of people were blown away by that, uh, so that was kind of a big deal. Also, of course, uh, Battle for Azeroth was announced, the next expansion in the World of Warcraft game expansion line thing. I'm very excited about this. We talked about this at huge length on the instance. Uh, We did a live panel there. We'll be talking again on Friday about everything we heard about World of Warcraft, the Battle for Azeroth, the the trailer, cinematic trailer is the most amazing thing ever. And if you're not looking at that right now, then you're crazy. So go look at that because it's awesome. Uh, StarCraft 2 is going free to play, so you're going to be able to play the game for free. At least Wings of Liberty. It'll be free as of November 14th. If you already own it, you'll receive a Heart of the Swarm expansion at no additional cost. Uh, according to Blizzard CEO Mike Morheim, who announced this on stage. Uh, also, the single-player campaigns are coming. Uh, like the Covert Ops stuff, that's all like 15 bucks still. So they have their, they're making their money. But Wings of Liberty, free. Free to play, let's go. That includes ladder play and all that other stuff. So that's pretty cool. And Hanzo and Alexstrasza are headed to Heroes of the Storm. Brand new uh, characters over there. Alexstrasza, a dragon lady. She'll be a support hero. And Hanzo, a ranged assassin. And uh, finally, in Hearthstone, their next big update is called Kobolds and Catacombs. And... It's a big expansion, lots of cool stuff to do, but here's the important part. Single-player roguelike mode. Sign me up.
Microsoft is planning to launch a game streaming service. Uh, some of this content's not even going to require an Xbox. It's according to Phil Spencer. It says the company has plans to de- debut a game streaming service sometime in the next three years. This was uh, through an interview they did with Bloomberg. got published today. The executive vice president of Xbox, that being Phil Spencer, says some types of content will not require the console. Uh, it says here we need to grow, and we're looking forward to doing that, unquote. Uh, but here's what he said, and this was kind of almost like a, almost got missed. Like if you were if you're blinking, you might have missed this part. Microsoft will probably debut a streaming service that doesn't require a console for some types of content in the next three years, says Spencer. A 2012 trial of such service uh, inside the company was too costly and never made it to market. But Microsoft's progress in Azure cloud services over the past few years is changing the economics and quality level, according again to Phil Spencer. So that's interesting. I mean, they've already got their Xbox games pass. They've already got their backwards compatibility stuff. PlayStation's got PlayStation Now. Uh, a streaming service that streamed game content is nothing new, but uh, they could do some stuff. Uh, my thinking is the stuff that doesn't require an Xbox, probably, you know, movies and music and that kind of stuff, and you could probably play it on some sort of Microsoft player on your phones. That would be my thinking there. But uh, anyway, interesting movement over there at Microsoft. I like Phil Spencer. I like the cut of his jib. And uh, I hope they have something cool planned. This is kind of bummer news. It is for me. Torchlight developer Runic Games is shutting down. They said you haven't heard The Last of Us. Maybe as Runic Games you have. But Runic Games, the Seattle-based company behind the most recently released Hob, that thing just came out, H-O-B. And the Torchlight series does not exist anymore. China-based publisher Perfect World Entertainment, which acquired a majority stake in the Runic back in 2010, told Polygon in a statement that decided to close the studio as a part of Perfect World's continued strategy to focus on online games as a service, unquote. Uh, studio head Marsh Leffler, I think I'm saying that right, confirmed the closure on a note passed on on the company's website. Did not mention Perfect World, instead using his note to thank the runic 16 founding developers and others for a decade of great hard work. Uh, he noted that they, let's see, community and multiplayer services will keep running even after the studio's lights go off. Uh, added that news about the Torchlight series is forthcoming. And uh, what else matters here? They were founded in 2008 by Travis Baldry, Peter Hugh, Max Schaefer, and Eric Schaefer. The studio gained recognition for the 09 release of Torchlight, a fantastic Diablo-like game. And a lot of those guys, remember, came from Blizzard, uh, which is often the case. Anyway... Uh, it's not the only layoff or thing that's happening. Perfect World also laid off the people behind Gigantic... Uh, which is a major bummer in my opinion. Uh, and they're, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what they're doing? But I like Hob. Hob is good. Torchlight games are good. I'd like more of that, please. Still pretty p- pretty bummery, this news. Let's hope those guys go on to do something rad and we all get to play it soon. news a little more overwatch in your life overwatch is coming to the mac it's not an official announcement but that is according to some redditors who say they've unearthed 
an installer. But whatever it installs is not playable. Some Mac gamers seem to have found this thing, though. And it's not playable or anything, but over in uh, the uh, slash Mac gaming area appears to be a zip installer found by altering the URL for the PC download. The link to the installer uh, provided comes from battle.net. So a few sites have reached out to Blizzard and asked for clarification. No announcement regarding Overwatch, of course, on the Mac. But uh, in May, Jeff Kaplan, the director of Overwatch, said Blizzard was open-minded to launching on the Mac, but we just need to sort out priorities of our development process to line up with the capabilities of the platform in order to become for it to become a reality. Uh, anyway, what do you think? It's interesting. There is an update, though. Blizzard came out and said, uh, we have nothing to announce at this time. <laughs> of course you don't. But you're probably working on it because you guys are cool and we want to play on the Mac. That'd be great. Scott Johnson here with Video Games Daily. It's good to be back. Toe Jam and Earl's new game got pushed to 2018 while you weren't looking. Oh man, that's a that's a bummer. Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. The Kickstarter fueled successor to the action series from the 90s about two funky aliens. You guys remember those original games? I do. It's been delayed to 2018, as as has been many games this year. It's kind of a bummer. Uh. Let's see. Looks like the studio says they tried super hard to get it out in 2017, as originally promised. Game development is an inexact science, and it's our priority to deliver the best, most solid game we can, wrote founder Greg Johnson. To get the game across the finish line, we need to push it into 2018, but rest assured we're working our butts off, so you guys are going to get an awesome game. Sorry, guys. Do you guys remember that game, though? The original? pretty good 1991 uh was the original game i believe sega genesis game raised five hundred and eight thousand dollars of its four hundred thousand dollar goal and uh adult swim came in and said hey we'll publish it i don't know where sega comes into this i thought this was a sega deal they must have sold the rights or something uh but anyway this thing is coming to the nintendo switch playstation 4 xbox one windows mac and linux sometime in 2018 that's toe jam and earl back in the groove and they're back in the groove, at least. Well, they'll be back in the groove in 2018. Telltale has some bad news. <clears throat> if you like their games, you like their adventure games. The Walking Dead, the Batman thing I played recently. Loads of other stuff. They've laid off 25% of their workforce. A quarter of the workforce gone. They say they're going to focus on delivering fewer, better games with a smaller team. Uh, let's see here. They announced the restructuring, which will affect 90 employees total. So that gives you an idea what the total uh, size of the company is. In a statement, Telltale said the direction to lay off the staff is designed to make the company, quote, more competitive as a developer and publisher of groundbreaking story-driven gaming experiences and emphasis on high quality in the years ahead, unquote. I would actually argue those games need an overhaul. They kind of need something fresh moving forward. Some really nifty crap came out of the last generation of these things, but I think it's time to 
upgrade that engine, change uh, change some things. Let's get it up to something new. Uh, their current projects include finishing off Minecraft Story Mode, Guardians of the Galaxy, and the fourth and final entry in the Walking Dead series. So they still have some other stuff to do, but uh, they have been criticized for some of their, I don't know, technical performance issues. Some of their products are a little glitchy in the last couple of years. Hopefully that means good things for that. I feel bad for those 90 people affected, though. May the wind be to your back, and may another job be right around the corner. If you didn't get a chance to play Watch Dogs and you own a PC, well, now you can play it for a limited time for free. <clears throat> All you have to do is uh, register for Ubisoft's Uplay service. This is Watch Dogs, the original, okay? Not the Watch Dogs 2. Not the new one that's better. <laughs> uh, this is free for a limited time. Again, using the Uplay service, the promotion runs from the 7th, which is today through the 13th and only applies to the PC version of the game. Not sure why you can't do this on the other consoles but whatever game came out in 2014 and uh featured some pretty neat ideas uh was a was a, supposed to be originally a, a launch title for 2013's launch of the ps4 they didn't make it came out a little bit later uh the sequel Watch Dogs 2 was released just a year ago this month and uh moved everything to san francisco Anyway, if you haven't used Uplay's uh, proprietary game client, it's not as bad as it used to be. It's fine. I mean, to get a free deal, just this, this is fine. I think there's a lot of better stuff to play right now, including other games from Ubisoft. But if you're looking for a freebie and you don't mind a game that came out in 2014, you could do a lot worse than Watch Dogs 1. Ubisoft Assassin's Creed Origin sales are way up compared to the last games. Also, Mario plus Rabbids, Rainbow Six Siege, Ghost Recon Wildlands were all called out as highlights in an earnings call for Ubisoft. It's earnings report for the first half of the fiscal year. Uh, although this game didn't launch till after that period, <coughs> the uh, results have been good. It did much better with the previous than the previous game, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which was still critically acclaimed. That game was good. There was a it was a fine Assassin's Creed game, but uh, that was also on the tail end of their yearly release, and they took a year off, worked on Origins. I think Origins is pretty special. It's pretty awesome. And uh, the way they put it was the the series is officially back, he said in this earnings call. Their total sales during the second quarter were 264.2 million euros. That's pretty good. They were up 65.7% year over year. And... Uh, company attributed the growth to Mario plus Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, and uh, older games like Rainbow Six Siege doing very well right now. Ghost Recon Wildlands doing pretty good, and For Honor all doing pretty well. They've really stuck behind those games, and the, the sales have, have reflected that. Uh, Kingdom Battle is the Switch's best-selling third-party party title to date, which is pretty great. They also say that their uh, recurring payment stuff coming out of Siege and Wildlands are good. 82.9% increase in those games as services. Uh, anyway, if there's anything else to share, we'll share it. But it looks like Ubisoft doing all right. Having a good uh, part of the year, anyway. I don't know if that helps protect them from the whole takeover thing that was happening around E3 or not. Let's hope so, because I like them, and I'd like them to continue to function as normal. Watch 
sold twice as many copies of Infinite Warfare. This according to Activision. All things old are new again. So, uh, they kind of wringed their hands publicly over the weak sales of last year's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. And um, I guess going back to World War II paid off for them. Selling pretty well. In a press release released today, it claims that World War II sold twice as many units as Infinite Warfare did at launch. But they did not include any hard numbers. They said that the WW2 game, quote, set a record for the best-selling digital full game by units sold in its first day of, avail- of availability, unquote, on the PlayStation 4. Statement goes on to claim that the uh, opening day sales in dollars beat out Thor Ragnarok and Wonder Woman's opening weekend combined. Jeez. Uh, remember that the opening price of an average movie ticket's about 9 bucks, whereas the full price of a game 60 so it's kind of a weird thing to compare. Kind of apples and oranges. Whatever. They can do whatever they want. Uh, People like it. It's okay. It's not reviewing crazy. Uh, Well, I mean, it's all right. The Metacritic scores are all right. But hey, whatever. If you're enjoying it, that's great. And I I applaud them for trying something to get things back on track with uh, Call of Duty. So you're playing a little World War II. I hope you're enjoying it. And shooting them Nazis. game voice actors have ended their year-long strike our long national nightmare is over uh the strike is over 12 months man voice actors in the video game industry and big name companies that employ them have made amends ending a strike that kept some of gaming's best known voices out of the recording booth uh, members of sag aftra this is the organization that represents the majority of these actors, recording artists, uh, voiceover artists and such. Announced that its members have ratified an agreement, stipulates better compensation and conditions for their work on games. Talked a little bit to uh, uh, Liam O'Brien the other day about this. He's the voice of Illidan and many, many, many other things. He's always uh, got an interesting thing to say about this stuff, but as someone... Uh, meaning me who's watched this from afar it sounds like it's good that this is better uh, the deal now also contains new transparency provisions that will enhance the bargaining power of our members this is them talking representatives by requiring the companies to disclose the code name of the project its genre whether the game is based on previously published intellectual property and whether the performer is reprising a prior role uh, as it stood before Game developers were a little cagey on that. They were trying to keep it. Nobody was trying to keep everybody from knowing what they were working on, uh, for some other obvious reasons. But uh, whatever. You're gonna see some uh, some stuff happen. Did you guys remember in uh, what was the game where they had to change the name? I forgot. Or the uh, the actor rather. Oh, that's right. Uh, David Hayter from Metal Gear Solid ended up not happening, right? Because they got replaced by another actor. Who was it? I forgot. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland. Wasn't that all tied to this thing? Or am I thinking of something else? Eh, don't count on me. I just bring you news. Terrible commentary, but fine news.
car and get there early. Black, 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 black Friday deals for 2017. Include some consoles and some video games. Good time to buy some of your favorite games of the year. Here's a quick breakdown of some of these sales, okay? It's going to want to look for. Uh, there's a little bit from everywhere here. Uh, for example, uh, let's look. Let's see. Who's doing this one? Doesn't say who's doing this one. Uh, these links are no good. Oh, these are all Best Buy, looks like. Many of these are Best Buy. Anyway, Xbox One S, 500 gigabyte in white, 189 bucks, normally 279. PlayStation 4, one terabyte in black, 199, usually 299. You can also get the Xbox One S, 500 gigabyte Madden NFL bundle with an extra controller for 230. That's normally 280. Xbox One controllers are down to 39, normally 59. That's a pretty nice savings. You can also get a good deal on Xbox, or excuse me, PlayStation 4 DualShock 4 controllers, including the uh, Best Buy exclusive red color. 39 instead of 59, so same deal. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Boy, that got dropped down to $14.99 awful quick, didn't it? <laughs> uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, a fantastic video game. Also at Best Buy uh, for Black Friday, $19.99, usually $49.99. That is a great game. Totally worth it. There's a whole bunch more in here, including the new Colossus, which is normally $59.99 on Xbox One. You can get that thing for as little as $24.99. That thing's brand new. Uh, Madden NFL Xbox uh, Edition eight, uh, NFL 18 rather 29 instead of 59 and Assassin's Creed Origins on Xbox One 34.99 instead of the normal 59.99 that game's great we were just talking about World War 2 from uh, Call of Duty 39.99 instead of 59.99 so pretty good deals to be had across the board for your Black Friday I know it's still a week and a half two weeks away whatever it is when's Thanksgiving I don't even know so don't get too excited. But it's coming, and you're going to be out there looking for those deals. Don't run people over or punch people or anything, okay? Be normal. Hey, everybody. Scott Johnson here with Video Games Daily. Star Wars Battlefront 2 Heroes come at a pretty big cost. Are you ready? According to one player's estimate, the cost is 40 hours. Whoo! Uh, if you are, if you've got your EA Access thing on the Xbox One or Origins Access on Windows PC, you're in the one-week preview for EA or for EA Access, rather. That means you're doing Star Wars Battlefront 2 early. And uh, so you kind of get an idea of what the game systems are like, what it's like to unlock characters, what it's like to rank up, that sort of stuff. There's a pretty good breakdown floating around about how that works. Also, how much money it might cost you to hurry some of that up. But for unlockable characters, it takes a lot. One player's analysis of their time in the game, so far anyway, shows that obtaining a top-flight hero for multiplayer, like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, something like that, it's going to require 40 hours of dedicated multiplayer time. Now, for some people, that's no big deal, right? You could uh, You could do that pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, that's going to take some people a while. Applied to the prices for the hero crates, the uh, costliest item in Battlefront 2 showcase. Just looks a little unrealistic that a user would earn that much going through the natural in-game way rather than spending money. Skywalker Invader costs are currently 60,000 credits, assuming 250 credits per 10 minutes of play. That's 40 hours of play. So you can belly up, I guess, spend the big money and own one of these damn things. I don't know. I'm worried about that game. I want it to be great, but 
all this stuff about loot boxes around it are kind of ugly. But who knows? Hey, whatever. Let's get it out in the wider public. Let's see what people think, and we'll judge from there. The Ninja Turtles are coming to Injustice 2. That's right. Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, and of course, Leonardo. Uh, are heading into the game, also joining Adam and Enchantress, two proper DC heroes. Now, that isn't to say that Warner Brothers slash DC doesn't own the rights to the Turtles. They do, but you don't normally see them in there. Games like this, anyway. Uh, anyway, they're coming to NetherRealm's fighting game, that being Injustice 2. Uh, Fighter Pack 3 will include all of these characters. A release date for Fighter Pack 3 was not announced, although Adam will be available in early, early access on December 12th, so I'm thinking before the end of the year. Uh, The addition of the Ninja Turtles brings uh, Injustice 2's roster to 41 or 38 if you count the uh, Turtles as a single character, which you should probably do because you just sort of swap between them. They don't all come out fighting at once and they're not all separate. Anyway, they've been in fighting games before. If you ever played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament of Fighters for the SNES and Sega Genesis, then you played them before. Uh, They also were in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Smash Up. This is Ubisoft's Super Smash Brothers-like fighting game for the Wii and PlayStation 2. Do you guys remember that game? Me neither. So some of you have probably asked yourselves, when PUBG's developers move on to the next project, what's that going to be? Well, it turns out it's an over-the-top steampunk MMO. Mechs and machine guns, spellcasters, dragons, jetpacks, player housing. All of it. Straight-up MMO, man. Blue Hole, the original developers of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, have announced their next title. It's called Ascent Infinite, Infinite Realm, rather. And it uh, seems pretty intense. There's a trailer that uh, shows a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, they say they're in North or South Korea, by the way. And they're best known in the West for their breakout hits, uh, Battlegrounds. Uh, what else? They had other successful projects like uh, Terra, Davillion. I've played that. But neither one got huge over here. They were much bigger in uh, parts of Asia. But anyway, uh, this is going to be abbreviated AIR, or AIR. <laughs> Get it? Ascent, Infinite Realm. Uh, described as an open-world game marrying a steampunk set, set, setting with high fantasy elements. The game will feature realm versus realm and uh, combat as well as other stuff. By the looks of the extensive trailer, there'll be some uh, player-generated housing involved. There's a five-minute trailer. There are dudes in mechs. There are flying uh, things, dirigible-looking deals, uh, dragons to fight, some kind of weird barrel minigame that I can't quite figure out. Uh, anyway, looks like something. Korea, man, South Korea. They're about to take everything over. Not just PUBG. The world. Speaking of loot boxes, even Sonic the Hedgehog is getting in on that business. <laughs> Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's Twitter account is notoriously snarking, poking fun at other games and franchises and junk like that. Uh, but the latest target is loot boxes. The joke starts out in typical goofball Twitter fashion. A pun. Bear with me on this one, folks. Uh, presenting the, this is the quote. Presenting the new hit sequel to Sonic Forces, it reads, accompanied by an unforgettable image, Sonic Horses. 
Shockingly, the wordplay crime is not the entire joke. There's an entire thread of reply. There's a whole bunch of stuff about uh, loot boxes or lock boxes. Uh, A lot of people have been complaining about those. So it looks like... uh, <laughs> Looks like Sonic's getting in on the news. Uh, anyway, this is pretty uh, uh, a discouraging trend, so I guess we could use some humor about it. Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is still not out, comes out on the 17th. Uh, that game's already mired in controversy because of the loot crate system, as well as other games that came out recently, including Call of Duty. They have loot boxes that literally drop from the sky. How is that, by the way? You guys enjoying the new Call of Duty game? I'm having a hard time getting motivated to pick it up. I don't, I don't know why. I have too many other games to play right now. I'm playing uh, Assassin's Creed Origins now because that game's great. Uh, hey, let me ask you this, people at home. Do you ever want to play a game that feels like Red Dead Redemption in ancient Egypt? Well, have I got a deal for you? Like, quite literally, I'm getting those vibes from it, and I love it. Uh, also, I beat Mario Odyssey, and uh, that was an amazing experience. There's still plenty of endgame to do there. Some, like, 900 moons to find. So one could, in theory, play that game for eternity. But, uh, yeah, I just... I, just haven't had room there's no room for for a, another call of duty let alone more loot boxes in my life freaking rng well it's scott johnson again with video games daily and i I have news that I don't know if this is good news or if this is bad news or just weird news. It is news, though. Snapchat might be getting into gaming. Yeah, that's right. League of Legends owner Tencent has invested big time in the social media platform, despite the fact that it's been performing poorly on the stock market lately. Uh, But anyway... Snap's been trying to make things happen. Their uh, share price has been falling and failing, really, since their IPO back in March. And uh, video games might be the thing. That's the word from Reuters, anyway, who reports that a Snap investor, that being Tencent, the owner of League of Legends, believes video games and ad sales could help improve Snap's bottom line. Those specifics on this are unclear at this point. Uh, the investment enables Tencent to explore cooperation opportunities within the company on mobile games publishing and news feeds, as well as uh, a way to share its financial returns from the growth of its businesses and monetization in the future. Jeez. That's a statement from Tencent to Reuters. Snap declined to comment when approached by uh, the same news organization. But in their official filing, Snap said it's eager to share ideas and experiences with Tencent which invested in the social media company for the first time in 2013. Uh, Tencent owns, like I said, League of Legends, Clash of Clans, uh, and their maker, Supercell. They also own a big chunk of Gears of War creator Epic Games. It's actually getting to the point where Tencent owns everything. They have a lot more money than Tencent now. As the pressure got to him, Electronic Arts is slashing Battlefront 2 unlock hero costs after the backlash they've been experiencing. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but the uh, the Reddit reply they made to a user uh, from an official EA account is the most downvoted in history. Over 300,000 downvotes. The previous record holder was 24,000. Yeesh. 
Uh, there was quite a bit of outrage to spawn, uh, from people responding to the idea it was going to take 40 hours or so to get Luke or Vader or whoever. Uh, man. Anyway, 75% price slash. Uh, in direct response, the uh, Electronic Arts community representative tried to answer all this stuff. Again, got in huge trouble. Uh, the six unlockable characters are not the only ones playable in the game. Uh, others such as Boba Fett, Han Solo, and Lando become available during respawn uh, during in multiplayer matches. Once a player score surpasses a certain amount within a match, this works like the last game a little bit. Uh, the game formally launches on PS4, Windows PC, and Xbox One on Friday. The costs uh, were ridiculous, and now they've been slashed. 75%. It's not a sale. It's permanent. Uh, I don't know. There's part of me that likes that gamers can get the change they want. And then, and I, and I think this is a case of that. But also there's times where I feel like they maybe are just making everybody miserable for no reason. Not saying this is that case. I know this is a big deal and I get it and I'm totally for what they're doing. That is to say them slashing the price and the, and, and the players, you know, speaking up. Speaking with their dollars. That's what's going to make change around here. But we need to use that power with great responsibility. Okay, all right, that's all I'm saying. Now leave me alone, no emails, just leave me alone. Hulu, you know, the the TV streaming service, Hulu. They're working on a live-action Hitman series. And the creator of John Wick will write and produce. This is actually pretty exciting. IO Interactive's Hitman's getting another live-action adaptation, not in the form of another crappy movie. Those were both pretty bad. Uh, Deadline reports that Fox 21 Television Studios and Hulu are in the uh, talks and development uh, stage for a new series based on The Assassin. Again, with John Wick creator Derek Kolstad. He's going to write the thing. Uh, he also wrote the uh, script for the upcoming John Wick 3, Chapter 3, rather, which is scheduled to hit theaters in 2019. Love those first two movies. Seems about the right guy to hire, doesn't it? Pretty solid. Anyway, there are uh, currently two Hitman games in development. IO Interactive has already confirmed it's working on a new Hitman game, but recently said it does not plan to start talking about the project until sometime next year. Probably E3 is my thinking. Uh, IO Interactive became an independent studio earlier this year and was released, uh, or just recently released, their Game of the Year version of their most recent entry into the franchise, simply titled Hitman. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it, and one was, it was a pretty big hit in 2016. If you didn't play that, go find it on sale, because it's, it's a great game. Anyway, I can't believe I'm excited about Hitman movie slash TV. Like, I know it's not a movie, but, you know, doing this right, they could totally do this right. Bring it on. Hitman. Catch it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Video Games Daily. I'm Scott Johnson, and Microsoft is rolling out its digital game gifting on Xbox One. Just in time for the damn holidays. Yeah, that's right. Now you can give your friends and family the gift that just keeps on giving more video games to play. They're making it a lot easier. Long requested feature Xbox fans have been asking for for years and years and years. So from the Microsoft Store, via the console or computer, 
Uh, they're doing a little, uh, they did a little test period here, and they're rolling it out for real. The feature will let generous gift givers purchase games, downloadable content, subscriptions like Xbox Live Gold, the Game Pass, all that kind of stuff for other uh, for other people for another person. Xbox One games can be purchased for another user directly from the Microsoft Store, and then there's a brief video posted by um, uh, Major Nelson. And it shows, although the, the article I found this in called him Major Herb. I got that wrong. Anyway, uh, Nelson shows how it works. Uh, click the Buy as Gift button from the Microsoft Store and put in the recipient's email address. It's as simple as that. They get a digital code. They redeem it from there. If you use Steam or any other sort of gifting service for video games, that's pretty much it. Um, there's a, you know, kind of a weird thing. Like, gifts can only be purchased and redeemed by users in the same country and region. So if you got friends in other countries or other regions, you can't gift them things. But despite those limitations, it's a nice feature to have. Steam's had this option for years and years and years. Nintendo supported a similar feature on the Wii. I don't know if that'll ever ha happen on the Switch, probably at some point. And hopefully Sony will get around to it as well. It seems weird in 2017 that you don't have a gifting option on your service. So I say, well done, Microsoft, for leading the way this generation. Huge bummer news. Well, for me anyway, one of my favorite Diablo likes in recent years has been Marvel Heroes. And every year they'd kind of rebrand it with a new year and add a bunch of stuff and kind of coincide some releases with the movies. It's a free-to-play game. Isometric view. Uh, some ex-Diablo slash Blizzard people help make it. I love it. I think it's great. And I come back to it here and there all the time just to give it another shot. And they're pulling the plug. Disney and Marvel are pulling the plug. On the long-running action RPG. We regret to inform our Marvel Heroes fans that we have ended our relationship with Gazillion Entertainment. And that Marvel Heroes games will be shut down, a statement from Disney Reads. We would like to sincerely thank the players who joined the Marvel Heroes community. And will provide further updates as they become available. News was broken by Kotaku. It was originally, originally released, uh, the game that is, in 2013. On PC, it was later re-released under the name Marvel Heroes 2015, then 2016, and then Omega. The game's current incarnation, uh, it's a, uh, that's what they're playing now. The version of Marvel Heroes Omega was released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One earlier this year. Oh, this bums me out to just even read it. Anyway, since mid-October, after adding Loki to the game, the developer kind of went quiet on social media and stuff. Made a lot of people wonder what the heck was going on. And, uh... While the series, you know, owes a lot to the Diablo series, uh, it, it, you know, and again, ex-Blizzard North President David Brevik was part of Gazillion Entertainment, but he left last year. So it's not really clear why they're closing it down or even when, but hopefully we'll hear something soon. And man, I don't like it when these things get shut down. The players, are they, they're devoted, man. I mean, I was more of a poke in once in a while, level some characters, have some fun, and get out. But there are lots of people who really like that game. So I'm bummed. They're bummed. We're all bummed. We're bummed. Five, four, three, two, dismissed. Bomberman on the Switch just got some weird new characters. Even Princess Tomato from the Salad Kingdom is here. <laughs> so this was a game I meant to buy when it hit the Switch and then didn't because the reviews were a little 
all over the place. Uh, Super Bomberman R for the Switch got a huge update today, a free update. Had some uh, gameplay tweaks in there, a bunch of new characters, including some pretty unexpected cameos from Silent Hills, Freakish Nurses, and Princess Tomato. You know, the one from the Salad Kingdom. (laughs) Uh, First off, though, the Switch's new Grand Prix mode offers a new way to play. So here are the rules. This came from Konami directly, so apparently this is part of the patch notes. The Grand Prix mode offers the following new features from normal battles. Each battle is two rounds, and the team with the most points, or sorry, total points wins. Each character has different power-ups. When you lose a life in the Grand Prix mode, you are resurrected after a certain time instead of turning into a miso bomb. Uh, soft blocks will start falling after a certain time is elapsed. So it sounds like a little more of a uh, competitive, additional competitive mode. Uh, you have two ga- uh, b- basic gameplay styles. Crystal, in which the players fight to collect cry- crystal- crystal- crystals crystals on each stage. Or basic bomber, where victory is decided by defeating the enemy team. Kind of the way you do in Bomberman. Uh, there are new 10, 10 new playable characters. Good good lord. Dracula from Castlevania. Juhuti from Zone of Enders, if that is the way to say that. Goemon from the Mystical Ninja. Uh, they also went a little deeper into the catalog and Hudson's catalog for some unexpected new bombers like... Rico from Rumble Roses. Shiro Fukisaki from Toikameki Memorial. I don't know how to say that right. A pair of bombers with Gradius options for heads. And Princess Tomato from Hudson Sauce Princess Tomato. <laughs> uh, they're also the Bubbleheads from Silent Hill. And they're freaky. They're bloody and carry a straw for some reason. Uh, anyway, if you have this game, go get it. It's a free update. If you don't have this game, eh, it's maybe time to jump in. Everyone loves Bomberman, right? I do. Zelda Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Super Mario Odyssey, and also Destiny 2, are dominating this year's Game Awards. Not winners yet, but they're nominees. Uh, And they're all in. So here you go. Four of 2017's biggest games, games, Breath of the Wild, Horizon Zero Dawn, Destiny 2, and Super Mario Odyssey, each receiving six nominations each. Those were followed by very strong showings from Hellblade, uh, Persona 5, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Cuphead, and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which got three nominations. Uh, the rest of those got four. I guess Hellblade got five. Uh, Nintendo is in a hot race with itself for many of these awards. Took home 23 total nominations. That is the most from any publisher this year. Well done. Boy, they're like the Overwatch this year. The Overwatch of 2017. The nominees are selected by a jury. Hold on a second. My page is freaking out. Of 21 media and influencer outlets, which includes a whole bunch of websites and podcasters and YouTubers and stuff like that. Anyway, the Game Awards, hosted by Jeff Keighley, will be held on Thursday, December 7th at 8.30 p.m. Uh, That is uh, Eastern Time. They'll be streaming on most platforms, including YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, Twitter, Mixer, via Steam, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, and so on. They'll also stream on many, many websites. If you want to catch it, you can do the, uh, the show or uh, check that out. If you want to go see the rest of these, they're listed everywhere, so Google it. You'll find it. Uh, My favorite one uh, category is always Best Art Direction, and the ones up for that are Cuphead, much deserved. Destiny 2, I think they deserve that. Horizon Zero Dawn, absolutely deserve that. Persona 5, haven't played it yet, but I kind of want to. And The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I think that those are all uh, worthy uh, uh, potential owners of said award. So if any of those win, I would not be surprised. Anyway, go check out the full list. Well done, guys. We look forward to the awards. 
and hopefully not too many controversies before then. Oh, I don't know, like loot boxes. Don't talk about loot boxes up there.